1: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
0: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Megan Kelly Show, your home for open, honest, and provocative conversations. Megan Kelly, welcome to the Megan Kelly Show. The gender madness continues from more brands replacing females with males in their campaigns, including for women's swimsuits. Now we got to look at the bulge when we're just trying to get our bikinis. (laughs) Okay, pardon me, but that's disgusting and no one wants to look at it. Biological men continuing to win over females in women's athletic events and drag queen conventions being attended by children, as the adults there say it makes them feel reassured to see the children there. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, over the weekend, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre claimed that trans kids belong to all of us. All kids belong to all of us. Well, if that's true, then I want a say on how the trans kids will or will not receive medical, quote, care as a minor. My decision is they don't get it. My decision is they have to wait until they're at least 18, before we start chopping their penises off, their breasts off, and so on. Okay? If they're my kids, that's my decision, Kareem. There's plenty to get to today, and we will discuss it with two of our favorites, Britt Mayer and Carrie Prejean Bowler, former Miss California USA's moms and co-founders of The Battle Cry, which is a group that is working to fight back against all of this madness. Ladies, welcome back to the show. Hi, Thank Megan. You, it's great to see you. I want to start with this. Can I, I've i been thinking about you two a lot because I would say when you first started coming on the show and we started to discuss these issues, you were farther to the right. I don't know if it's not really a right left issue, but you were hard, more hardcore on this stuff than I was. And over the past whatever months, let's say nine, 10, I don't know. I mean, it's been a year yearly thing, but I have moved so much closer to where you are. And I want to thank you because you've been voices in my ear that You know, when you hear sense spoken, when you hear truth spoken articulately, it it moves you. And, like, on an intellectual level, on an emotional level, you know it when you hear it. And it's like your eyes open, the sun comes up, and you realize, wait, I was wrong. You know, you realize what they're saying is true. And what I've been saying, while maybe compassionate, et cetera, is leading to it's part of the problem. It's part of the problem. So, I just want to start by saying, that to you because you guys, Kelly J Keen, uh, what Riley Gaines did, what happened to her, the Leah Thomas, all of it has helped really change my thinking on it. So hats off to you, ladies.
2: Wow, Megan, thank you. Wow.
3: Thank you so much, Megan. It means a lot to us.
1: Oh well, I mean it, um, and I recommend everybody follow Brit and Carrie on uh, on Instagram and all all the places because they have a lot of smart things to say. So let's get into it. There's so much. This these stories are. Dominating right now, mm-hmm. absolutely dominating the news. Um, we've got women's cycling is all but gone to us. I mean, it's worse, I think, than women's swimming. Right? There's a story every other day now about a trans person winning a winning a women's cycling event. And the most recent, let me show the picture of the most recent one where the person who won is a biological male, and this person gets up on the uh, podium after it's all done and says, gee, I don't know where everybody is. I beat all the women. Why didn't they show up? <laughs> this is someone pretending to be a woman. This is the, the, the details. Uh, it's called the CO2 UT gravel race. It was held on May 14th. It's a 100 miler. It's a century route, they say, that takes you 100 miles onto a special section of gravel right down the seam of the Colorado, Utah border. Uh, this is a trans, this is a biological man who says he's a trans woman who's racing. Uh, his name was until two minutes ago, Wesley Mumford, and he was a sheriff's deputy. Now he says he's Leslie Mumford and has won in the women's 40 to 49 age group out of 14 participants and was six out of 33 for women overall. This is what he posts. This is my first gravel race of 2023. I'm beyond pleased with my effort. I placed sixth in the overall and, uh, the first race of the Colorado summer of gravel series. So a lot of hitters were here. My effort also landed me first in my age group. Lastly, I have no idea why so many people bailed before the podiums, but they did. I swear I wasn't the only one in my age group. Does anyone here have any idea why uh, the biological women, the women bailed (laughs) when it came time to celebrate uh, Leslie Wesley's win? I think
2: that what we're seeing is like you were just saying, Megan, that we've been polite for so long and we thought that being polite was going to somehow make this all go away but it's getting worse but as it gets worse i think that women are becoming a lot stronger in their convictions and realizing what's at stake and saying hey look if we don't if we don't protest this now like this madness is just going to uh it's going to become this tidal wave that's absolutely going to destroy women's sports which we're already seeing the beginning of that um I thought it was interesting, too, that Inga Thompson, she called, she's a professional or was a professional cycler before um, her like breast a badass businesses. one,
1: too.
2: Oh, she is amazing. She is amazing. She's become one of my heroes. But she had called on a protest right before this and said, when you hear that start bell, you take a knee. This is the way to send a message to sponsors, to coaches, to teams, to the public that we're fed up, that we cannot have men dominating our women's spaces in sports.
1: This woman, Inga, uh, just so people know, three-time Olympian, uh, Inga Thompson, three-time Olympian, 10-time national champion, three-time world medalist, two-time podium finisher for the Women's Tour de France. And she tweeted out the silent protests are starting. She loved the fact that none of the other women went up to the podium. The women are refusing to stand on the podium with the man. Well done. Riley Gaines tweeted enough is enough. Empty podium except for the male who naturally finished atop all the women in the women's category, despite there being a non-binary slash trans category he easily could have competed in. Can you believe that there was a trans category, Carrie? This guy refused to participate in it.
3: They don't want to. They are, they are narcissists. These are people that are very sick. They're sick individuals and they get off from beating women. I mean, bravo to Riley Gaines, who is calling out what nine athletes, nine female athletes, where are you at Venus and Serena? Where's Mm. your voice in this? Why aren't you standing up for all women? You know, you wouldn't have a chance to compete if you had to compete against a dude, you know, you wouldn't have gotten all of your accomplishments and trophies if you had to compete against a man. Um, we all know that men have stronger bones and skeletal structure. We know that they have an advantage over women. So I love that women are getting the balls to stand up <laughs> and say no more. Actually, hashtag Women Take a Knee. That's what we're mm-hmm. calling them. That's right. Can I tell you? Yep. Can I tell you something about
1: Inga? This is such BS. So Inga, because she's taking a stance, this isn't. This is the the badass female uh, yeah. cyclist. She is calling for fairness in sports and um she's being punished for it okay so there's this group um Sinisca Cycling C Y N I S C a Cycling and she was its director I mean like you mm-hmm. can't get much better in cycling women's cycling than this woman um and I know Lance Armstrong a little bit and he he's told me how great she is a- as well wow. so I mean she's the real deal and they removed her as director because they said she'd gotten too political. That's what they said. We, We wanted her when she wasn't political, but this is political as opposed to just standing up for women's rights. And she came out and said as follows. I am gobsmacked. I got taken off the team in late November when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I told them I needed to step down because I needed to take care of my health. I went through surgery and had a double mastectomy. I'm cancer free now. I don't understand this retaliation. I don't throw wild stuff out there. I'm pretty measured. I've made it clear I'm not attacking this other uh, trans woman who won, who's within rights to race, I'm attacking policy. She goes on to add, this is exactly why people don't speak up because this is what happens when you do. I mean, it's a, if somebody like that can get booted off of this cycling board, it, she's right, it can happen to anybody and it's meant to scare everyone.
3: Well, as a person who's been canceled before, um, I know you have as well, Megan and Britt also, you know, they can't cancel all of us. That's the thing. That's what people need to understand. Look at Bud Light. Look at what's going on. Look at Target. I mean, they cannot cancel all of us. So if we women link arms and say, you know what? We're doing this together. we You, you will not erase us as women. You will not replace us. No, we're taking a stand. If we do it together, we will win. Watch what happens. It's happening now. There's a movement happening. And I, I'm hopeful. I, I really am. Women are getting brave. And we're saying we're done. We are done being eliminated.
1: This guy, Britt, who won the the cycling race where all the women refused to take the podium with him. He won. I mean, it's so galling to me that he won in the 40 to 49 age group, 40 to 49. You know how hard it is for these professional women to stay in shape? You know, that is you're getting into the premenopausal menopausal era there. A lot of these women have probably given birth to children and had all sorts of challenges. This is when the breasts start to sag. All sorts of stuff starts to happen. Trust me. (laughs) Um, And yet they're gunners. They're out there practicing their craft, you know, practicing hours and hours and every day. This guy who was living as a man up until six years ago, 2017, working in the sheriff's department as a deputy, as I pointed out, suddenly says, I'm a woman. I mean, talk about past male puberty, past everything. Mm. He married a woman. He had kids of his own. Then suddenly decides as a woman, and goes and steals all their medals. How are these women? No wonder they're quitting. No wonder they're saying, forget it. It's so, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe it's real life.
2: And I think that that's where women are waking up to this. I think the public in general is seeing it for what it is. And that's why I keep going back to, you know, we've been patient and playing nice for so long. And now we've come to a point where it's like, wait a second, like everything you just said, this actually is not fair by all the standards of fairness, this isn't fair. It's thievery. It's mocking women and it's completely taking advantage of. So we're going to allow these, these minor exceptions from this subset of culture to come in and completely change the game and change the rules and change fairness. Well, I think that we're seeing the tide shift now to where people are like, it's not okay. I don't even care if I get canceled anymore. It's not okay. I'm not showing up to the podium. We had, there was another uh, cyclist who said, I, I can't remember now what her name was, but she said, I'm, I will no longer race. I'm done. And she was this mega athlete. And she said, yeah. as long as we have these trans women in the sports, I'm done. I won't race
1: anymore. You have
2: Ingen Thompson coming out and saying, take a knee now. People are fed up. I think we've reached the boiling point.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I really think that we are sort of, with all those events that we were talking about, reached an inflection point in this debate where it's just not about kindness anymore. Kindness has gotten us having minors have body parts chopped off. There's nothing kind about that. There's only one solution now, and it's to fight. Riley Gaines Mm -hmm. gave testimony, um, I think it was yesterday before Congress, or it was... Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah. Before Congress. And she was talking about both getting attacked at uh, San Francisco State University and about the underlying problem with Leah Thomas when they competed. And she revealed, I think for the first time, I I hadn't heard this before, that they had um, they had actually changed the policy the NCAA had to make all locker rooms unisex. They did not tell the young women that. So because she was complaining and also revealed that Leah Thomas was walking around. This is an intact male. Will Thomas, again, up until the year before, changed to Mm -hmm. Leah, and it was an intact male. He has a penis walking around the women's locker room in front of these other women. So Riley reveals that and says, she went and complained to the NCAA about it, like, why are we having to deal with this? And they said, oh, we changed the policy to make all the locker rooms unisex. And as Mm -hmm. she said, that meant any man could have walked into our locker room at any time, not just a self-identifying female. Any man, any coach, any parent, any official who wanted to would have had full access to our locker room. And guess what? The NCAA never even told them about this change so that the women could take steps to protect themselves. Now I got to worry about some freak taking advantage of it. You know, and I don't mean just Leah Thomas. I mean, like some actual criminal.
2: Yeah, where are the feminists? I know yes. that, and I want to like start by saying, I know that there are feminists who are doing good work. Genevieve Gluck would be one of them that, with Redux. She's incredible. I learned so much from Redux. her and she is a champion. I know that there are, but not like there were when my grandma was marching in the street. Where are they? Where Where are the groups of feminists who are so against the patriarchy that would say this, we're seeing the patriarchy come back now in high heels. Like I don't, I don't understand the disconnect where why the silence in large, in large numbers from those feminists? Where are they? Um, I think that <laughs> we are the new feminists. I think that we look different. We want to reclaim uh, femininity and sexuality and say we're okay being feminine and being sexual and we're, we're fine with that. We don't want to reject that and become androgynous. But at the same, we don't want to be oppressed by the patriarchy we don't want to be oppressed by the
1: patriarchy wearing a costume. How degrading is that? Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen you guys tweet, women are not a costume. No. Women are not a costume. And yet they allow it. They allow it at every turn. You know, this, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh, over the summer, I had, I'm pulling up my, my uh, screen savers or my, my screen graphs. Over the summer, I had on the show a guy, he's with National Review now, was with commentary named Noah Rothman. He wrote a great book called The Rise of the New New Puritans, and he's comparing the woke left leftists to the Puritans, you know, who are scolds about everything we did. No joy of any kind can be allowed. And he went through all these great examples. And it got me thinking about you two and this debate because you you literally will get in trouble now if you wear, let's say, a sari to prom. We saw that happen you know, as, uh, as cultural, or maybe it was a kimono. Some girl was wearing either a sari mm. or a kimono and she got ripped for cultural appropriation. You will get ripped if you go down to the Bahamas or the Caribbean and you allow your little girl to get the braids in her hair, even though it's local right. women who are, would love to put braids in your daughter's hair and then, you know, get paid for it. Nope. Yeah. That's cultural appropriation. And in his book, he gives some more examples. It's well worth buying. I love, love, love Noah's book, and it's fun and it's a funny read. It's also disturbing, but it's got solutions. Okay, so let me just give you a couple of examples. He writes about this um, the couple of women who opened up a food truck following a trip to Mexico. I think this is in Portland. It was there in Mexico. They fell in love with the cu- cuisine, asked local chefs to share their recipes and techniques, and brought them back to the Pacific Northwest. Soon enough, the phenomenon's origin story became a subject of outrage. The two women were accused by the city's identity-obsessed press of being, quote, white cooks bragging about stealing recipes from Mexico. Oh, my gosh. Burritos, all right? He writes, in 2017, the Portland Mercury placed their names on an ignoble list of white-owned appropriative restaurants exclaimed yeah. the mercury quote because of Portland's underlying racism the people who rightly owned these traditions and cultures that exist are already treated poorly the two women were accused of quote erasing and exploiting their already marginalized identities for the purpose of profit and praise uh the online reviews went south for the business the business dried up the truck was soon forced to fold not because the food these two women made was bad but because it was good. So how, I guarantee if you would talk to anybody in Portland who got that truck closed down, they're going to say there's no such thing as woman face. That's not cultural appropriation or appropriation of any kind. And you're a bigot if you say otherwise. But how do they get away with criminalizing everything as appropriation except this?
2: You know, one of these days, Megan, the history books are going, I guarantee it, I, this is prophecy right now. The history mm-hmm. books will record this time that we are living through in American history as the most insane time period. Yeah. The fact that there, what is there, is no standard. What is the objective standard that a man suddenly becomes a woman, and it's no longer a costume? Uh, that is a question that has mm-hmm. been buzzing around. Uh, Carrie and I have been talking about this. I actually talked to Bruce Jenner about this. Um, what is oh, to get into the that. objective? Yeah, we'll get into that. What is the objective standard? Because if there is no objective standard, then how do you hang that up in a society? Like you have to have something yeah. that is objective. You have to have that magic marker. So what is it? What's the magic marker that a man becomes a woman on this day at this time, and now he can go and compete against female cyclists? Because yeah. if not, it's what you were just referring to. It's the food truck scenario. It's it's gender appropriation, which obviously mm-hmm. I don't agree. With. Yeah,
3: and I want right. to say one other thing. I was a collegiate athlete. Um, I played sports my entire life. The thought of having to compete against a man. I mean, the time that I put in, I mean, I was a national champion at 14 years old for softball. I now am an all-star coach for my daughter who's 12 years old. I told my girls last night, I actually had tears in my eyes when I was telling them that I want to fight for you guys. I want to fight for you guys because you're putting all this time in you're putting so much time and so much work. We practice four days a week games on weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and all this is going to go to a waste because some dude wants to take your spot. I'm fed up. I am so done with this. We all have daughters. And if our daughters want to compete, they shouldn't have to compete against some dude who has a, an advantage over them. I am Mm -hmm. so, done with this. You guys I'm fed up and it's so sad that, that people don't see it, but you know what? I'm hopeful. Like I said earlier, the tide is shifting. Women are being brave. Women are being loud. Thanks to strong voices like you guys who are, who are brave enough to say, you know what? No, we're not going to play the pronoun Patty Kate game. Once you do that, you've lost. Once you say, yeah, that's a she. Why can't she compete?
1: I know yep. it, it, language it is, a gateway. is very
3: powerful. language is powerful. That's the gateway. We have to stop that. So good. Right, Carrie. So,
1: like, oh, no, sorry. No, you're right. I feel it too. If my, if my daughter who's 12, she just turned 12 and she loves soccer. If she showed up and there were a trans girl, meaning biological boy on the other team, I would not let her play. There is zero chance. Not I would fair. allow her to play in that game. It's
3: not fair. Right. It's not fair. It's not, and fair. it's not safe.
1: It's also not safe. I mean, it's OK. It's one thing if you're a swimmer and you're in the lane by yourself. But soccer, we saw that volleyball player. She came on the show 17 years old, got seriously injured. And when the, yep. the boy who was who hurt her um, found out that she was you know, seriously injured, did he call? No, never called. When she finally spoke out about it nine months later to the legislature to say, I don't think we should allow this, uh, the, the boy texted her. Oh, it's so funny how I'm renting room in your head. This is who oh. we're bending over backwards
3: to accommodate the misogyny. This is when women need to start marching in the streets. And that's what we're going to be calling on pretty soon. Women need to start marching in the streets and demand justice for all women, for our daughters, for our granddaughters. We cannot just sit back any longer, Megan. We can't. We have to do something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not Can enough. I tell you something, Carrie? I saw you- it. You guys are, I think, organizing one one such march. And when I first saw, I was like, well, you know, I, I've been asked to march in all these women marches. And I always say, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I'm, I'm I've always said sort of I'm a journalist and I don't march. Um, <gasps> this is just an issue. I, I'm I'm fucking ready to join your march. I just I can't. Yeah. It's about abuse of children. Who, who wouldn't want to march for that? You know, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. I know it sounds impolite. It sounds discourteous to the people who are struggling with trans issues. That's their psychological issue that we can sort of say, OK, I wish you luck on it. Um, yeah. But we don't have to go any further than that. No further.
3: Well, you know, That's what? I right. Mean, you what Brit and I love about you is that you're dedicated to the fight. You're straight up on the battlefield with us. There's so many people who are, it's just entertainment, Megan. It's just Mm -hmm. the sound bites and it's just the, oh, I got to say this to get the clicks. And it's all about the money. No, we actually want to see change. We want to see culture shift and we want to see our girls have a stand a chance. I don't want to see my girls spend all this time and effort and for what they might Mm -hmm. as well quit now. Why are we doing this? Right. It's a,
2: self-destructive, it's a self de- self-destructive society yes. against females and female athletes right now. And that's why I think it's unsustainable. I think yes. that we've reached the point where we are realizing the unsustainability and the complete insanity of it, and that we have not created an objective standard. You know, they want to put in the UCI, the cyclist, uh, a cat, whatever, they're the oversight committee. They wanted to put in, you know, that a certain estrogen amounts for this amount of time for males and then they could be considered a female and they could compete against women athletes. it goes against all science there are, there are peer-reviewed publications now stating that even prior to birth a male the impact of the hormones on a male changes their body long term. They will forever be a male that we've come to a place in 2023 now where we think that just by some arbitrary imaginative rule, a man at some point can become a woman. It's completely insane and it's a lie. And we're saying, hey, you know, we're going to actually refuse to live by lies. And you can cancel me. You can call me names. But I will, until my grave, say that men cannot be women. Mm
1: -hmm. And until
2: then, we'll have a conversation of by what standard?
1: What is the standard? Let's talk about the dust up you had online with Caitlin. Um, Brit, because I found the whole thing very interesting. and you know this is this is where I get caught up, okay, because I'll start with this. I see that Caitlyn, no one thinks Caitlin is a woman, right? Caitlin has said that I, she said I'm a woman in the past, but now she says, okay, I'm a trans woman, I'm a trans woman. And but Caitlin's joined this fight on our side on a lot of these issues. you know, Caitlin's speaking out of, against trans men, whatever, trans, whatever, biological men in our sports. And some other issues, and like the medicalization of this issue for minors, and that's good for us. But I've seen people, I've seen you, I've seen Matt Walsh, I've seen others take on Caitlin, like, thanks but no thanks. Like, this mm-hmm. your position is not consistent, and you're really not that helpful to us in this fight because you, you, you're not living your life in a way that actually does support what we're saying. So can you mm-hmm. explain what happened between you and Caitlin, Britt, on, online?
2: Yeah, so I had tweeted out the other day, um, he, he, Bruce had said something, Caitlin Bruce had said something uh, regarding his, the work that he is doing for, for women, that he's going to save women's sports. And I just said, I am so confused, which I still am, because how is it that a man wearing woman's face is going to suddenly save women from men wearing women's face? I don't, I don't understand. Help me understand. And honestly, like I would love to have a conversation. I invited him onto our show today. I would love to have a conversation with him. Uh, I don't hate him. I might still be able to make that happen. Okay, let's
1: let's
2: go. Let's go, (laughs) Bruce. I would love to have a conversation with him. I don't hate him. I don't think ill of him. I think he's incredibly confused, and I do think he's very dangerous because his voice has been so amplified, amplified in our culture, and taken so seriously. Um, And I see him as, with all of that in the background, a wolf in sheep's clothing. I don't want a man wearing woman's face to swoop in and save me. I don't need it. I don't want it. And it's the antithesis to progress. So my question to him ended in, I just want to know what the standard is. What is the standard that we are holding up in our society to claim to, that's the linchpin, that... On that, a man becomes a woman. Like, because is it if,
1: surgery? Is it a declaration? Is it a you. hormone? What? What yeah. is it? And
3: what is it? And let's not forget, Britt, Bruce said that he never identifies himself as a woman, which that's a lie. He
1: mm-hmm. says, well, we have that. You pointed this out. Britt pointed this yeah. out in her exchange with him and right. about his exchange when he came out as trans in his interview with Diane Sawyer. You, you posted the clip. I think, Carrie, you posted it in support of Britt. Here it is, uh, for the audience, Sot one, are you a woman?
4: Um,
5: yes, for all intents and purposes, I am a woman. People look at me differently. Uh, they see you as this macho male, but my heart and my soul and everything that I do in life, um, it is part of me. That female side is part of me. That's who I am. I was not genetically born that way. Um as of now have all the male parts and all that kind of stuff. So in a lot of ways we're different, okay. Um, but we still identify as female.
3: Go ahead, Carrie. What what do you make of that? I mean, I feel so bad for this man. And then to to say that God made him that way. I mean, to say that he has a female soul but then simultaneously telling Brit that, oh, I identify I'm trans. I'm not, I don't say I'm a woman. Well, what the hell is trans? Trans is transitioning, right? You're transitioning from what? From what to what? So yeah, Bruce, you've you claimed that you are a woman. You say that you have the soul of a woman. And on top of that, you accepted woman of the year, Bruce. Hmm. Why don't you put your money where your mouth is Fairness first, right, Bruce? And give up your trophy to Riley Gaines, because I think she deserves oh. it.
1: Oh, that would be a good move. Oh, I, li- I like that proposal. But wait, Maybe. let me let me ask you, because he responded, she, whatever, Bruce, Caitlin, uh, responded by saying, Tran- being tra- trans is a real thing. I, I want to get the exact quote. Um, said, Caitlin writes, I'm so confused. She, meaning Brit, follows me. She and I agree on many issues, or so I thought. And now she's not in favor of me working to stop the radical left trans activist because I'm trans. Trans is real. I guess that's where she disagrees. What a shame. and i I think I know what Caitlin's saying here. It's that there are people who suffer from gender dysphoria who have this genuine belief like they were born in the wrong body, whatever. And you know, the, up until about two minutes ago, it was classified as a psychiatric disorder by the DSM, yeah. you know, the manual for, psychiatrists um so they recognize this as a psychological disorder so understanding that let's say it's still what could be categorized as that because let's face it they only changed it because of pressure from the left-wing woke activists it is a disorder um Mm -hmm. and and let's say Bruce suffers from it and many others suffer from it so what what are we supposed to do about those people like what if those people say i'm suffering like what are they supposed to do you know what i mean like just suffer like not because i i get Caitlin's point of like, I feel the need to dress this way. People get to dress however they want. They get to do what they want when they're grown ups. But I'm with you on these issues. I also think I could be a good spokesperson to say what these women are saying is right.
2: Yes. But how do we in our culture treat anorexia? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What would you do if we had an anorexic celebrity who was clearly anorexic? And was participating in an anorexic lifestyle, was celebrated for that, was smeared all over all of the billboards, all of the shows, because she was anorexic. And then she had the audacity to say, I'm going to save America from anorexia. While still practicing it. Any serious person, any serious person would say it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have your own demons you need to deal with, but you're not going to... Help us. You're actually going to harm the movement because what you're doing is regression. It's not progress. And that's exactly what we're seeing with the trans movement. And those who are jumping in wearing woman's face to say that, say, we're going to save America from women's face. It, something's not right. And whatever it is he is going with, I'm not a clinical psychologist. Um, I do know that it was categorized as a mental disorder, like you said, a half a second ago. Um, until tremendous pressure, and I think that we're gonna have to start to really reevaluate uh, what how we categorize these people and then how we amplify these voices and embrace them as female or male, because the truth is, like Carrie said, there's no there's no middle ground on this. You can't mm-hmm. just say that you are woman one day and you're taking women of the year and you're standing on a pod- podium crushing creaming women. And then also have people in that subset that say, well, now I'm trans, this middle ground area, and I'm going to save women's sports from woman Like face. I'm
1: not as offensive as that group because I'm only saying I'm a trans woman. I'm never, I'm yeah. not saying I'm a yeah. biological woman. You're saying there's no distinction, but that doesn't save you. You're doing woman face period. It's done.
2: I'm saying, I'm saying there's no quarter on this issue. There are men and there are women. And I do not want a man wearing a dress and high heels to say he's going to save my daughter from women or being oppressed by men in dresses. Mm -hmm. The question remains, what is the standard that a man becomes a woman and it's not simply a costume and a mockery? And until then, I don't want a man in a dress saying he's going to save my daughter from men in dresses.
1: This to me, Carrie, reminds me of the Rachel Dolezal. Thing where this white woman put herself in blackface and pretended to be a black woman for years, right? Um, and once she was outed as a fake black person, she was universally condemned. I think she had a job with the NAACP. <laughs> she was universally oh. condemned, and you know, th- maybe she identified as a black person. Maybe she just said, "I I feel you know a kinship. I feel like I was born in the wrong melanin, and I I feel like, I mean, everyone was like, oh no.'" No, it's no hardcore. Oh, wait, do we have our clip? Steve Krakauer. Do we have our clip of Carrie and Britt? We made this clip out of you guys because I love it. I've said it a million times. I say it to my kids, I made them look at the clip when you said it on YouTube. Do we have it? What is
2: it? It's a no. It's a
3: no. It's a hard no. Hard no. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hard we no. Play,
1: Megan. Play, it once, play it once more. I want the audience to really be able to soak that in. Go ahead.
2: It's a no. It's a no. It's a hard
3: no. Hard no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's like friggin' handbags have more protection, counterfeit handbags than counterfeit women. Like why oh. is that? Why is it that we are we are se- not only like accepting but we are celebrating counterfeits? We're saying, yes. oh yeah, come be on bridal magazine. A dude with a hairy chest and a beard, like. How are we just, yeah, Bruce, accept Women of the Year award. And meanwhile, women are completely silent. I mean, like at the time it was like, oh, wow, that just happened. You know, like we weren't really awakened to all of this that's Mm -hmm. going on right now. That's important.
1: That's important. I would say that that's a point in in Jenner's defense as well, because in 16, this still seemed like a very fringe issue where people were more accepting when someone was brave enough to say, I suffer from it.
2: Uh, in his defense, but also in like looking at it from a neutral perspective and how the history books will record it is he was used to bring this into your living room. Mm, He was used to normalize this. So now he wants to pivot to say, I normalized it. And now let's go ahead and like protect women from it. Like it, I don't want your help. I don't want your help in that category. I think that he has great purpose in this world. And I, I hope that he can find that and be that, but I don't want him saving me. I don't want him saving my daughter. It's that simple. There's no Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a hashtag part of the problem situation. Even yes. though no, you I know his heart might be in the right it. place. Go ahead, This yes. was
3: like the gateway drug. You know, he was like the gateway drug into this, you know, cult addicted culture that we're living in, where it's like, you know, he kind of like wiggled his way in, right, through the Kardashians. Oh, he's Bruce. You know, oh, everybody loves him. Olympian. You know, he, he glamorized it so well and everybody just accepted it glamorized. and we're saying, no, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to accept it. And so and I the want
1: glamorization, not- it, it, it continues, right? I mean like that, you were just making that point that we celebrate it. It's not just enough to be accepting, accepting or I guess more, you know, just compassionate about people who have this issue, we are celebrating it and we are spreading it. We are participating in the spread of something that's very dangerous and very, it's a, it's a very difficult way to live one's life. Who are we kidding? Take a look at that series. I am jazz with jazz Jennings, who was born a boy and they're trying to make him into a girl. And the mother saying, I have to wake you up in the middle of the night to expand your fake vagina. I mean, it's absolutely outrageous. So wait, let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back there and we'll pick up on the glamorization and anything else. Britt and Carrie want to talk about Stand by. Do you owe back taxes? Pandemic relief is now over. Along with hiring thousands of new agents and field officers, the IRS has kicked off 2024 by sending over five million pay up letters to those who have unfiled tax returns or balances owed. Oh, joy. Don't waive your rights and speak with them on your own. Tax Network USA, a trusted tax relief firm, has saved over $1 billion in back taxes for their clients, and they can help you secure the best deal possible. Whether you owe $10,000 or $10 million, they can help you. Whether it's business or personal taxes, even if you have the means to pay or you're on a fixed income, they can help finally resolve your tax burdens once and for all. Call 1 800 245 for a private, free consultation. Or visit TNUSA.com slash Megan. So you mentioned the bridal magazine. Oh, my God. <laughs> With the man on the cover. It's from Brides Today, India. And they have featured someone named Vaid Menon, a gender nonconforming author and activist in traditional Indian women's wear. With heavy makeup, various saris and decadent jewelry, and also a chest full of hair, a beard, a mustache, and I think a unibrow. Um, And we are supposed to be celebrating this as, I guess, the new version of femininity. I don't know if that's a fake breast or what's happening there on the side view. Um, That really makes you get excited about your wedding, does it not? (laughs) That's
3: that's what every young girl dreams of. He, could he at least shaved on his wedding day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need to teach him. <laughs> it's it, But it, to your point of celebration now, it's absolute celebration. This is what they write. Um, this is a Texas-born cover model, they say. And this person goes by they, which again is not available to you. I'm sorry, sir. They is taken. You may not have it. Uh, yes. Was, yeah. They were born in a sexist, castist culture. Again, from Texas. And this is not an Okay. Okay. Um, That forced them to rethink marriage and sexuality. Uh, Quote, I wish I could post an image of myself online without being inundated with hate mail. I wish I could be seen as a human being. I hope we are able to find beauty and pride in our differences. I hope we're not just safe, but well, but well, and not just seen, but witnessed. Most of all, I hope that we can be free. And once again, it's like, well, am I free to put on a sari? Can I wear the outfit that you have on in, in that? Post? Am I allowed to do that? Is that because when we try to cross anything, we are told it's inappropriate. It's offensive. It's appropriation. But this man in a damn beard with chest hair that looks like something you'd see on John Travolta in the 1970s can go out there on the cover of a bridal magazine. We're supposed to celebrate, not say anything.
3: Yeah, it's it's so disturbing. I mean, we posted this. We posted this picture on the battle cry and the comments were just I mean, the women were saying, how dare a bridal magazine, think about it. A, a bride is a sacred, it's, it's so sacred as a woman. You know, the day of your wedding, it's, so, it's, it's the best day of your life. And to see this dude who doesn't even say, I'm a woman. I mean, that was probably the most disturbing thing is he doesn't even say, I'm a woman. He says, I'm a dude that likes my chest hair and I like my beard. And I'm just going to mock you women. Openly, and guess what? I'm going to get on the cover of Bridal Magazine. I mean, can you believe that this is the world we're living in, you guys? Like this is this is reality. It's not made up.
1: We just saw a guy win the Pulitzer Prize in literature for writing this long piece about gender, and this is a person who said, "Women are defined by the ability that they can get effed. That's what makes a woman. You can get effed." You're a woman. This person just won the Pulitzer Prize. And this guy, this guy has a similar situation where apparently he has a now deleted Facebook post from his account in 2016 that read, quote, little girls are also queer, trans, kinky and deviant. Goes on from there. Really? No, wrong. Little girls are not kinky and deviant and they're not queer or trans. Right. It's a no. And went on to say, Yeah, it's a hard no. Your kids aren't as straight and narrow as you think they are uh, in response to bans on transgender women using female restrooms. Then he later tried to say, Oh, well, somebody else authored that post that was on his blog untouched until it became a controversy. But this is the person we're celebrating on the cover of the magazine.
2: I remember that Megan. Like, it's so funny when you started reading it, I'm like, I totally remember that controversy. I remember going down the rabbit hole on that guy. I didn't realize it was the same guy until now, but Mm -hmm. how, how in the world is he still, that's the problem. How is he still being amplified? Mm -hmm. Why out of all of the people in the United States of America, are you choosing these deviants and then amplifying and exalting them? It's because we want this philosophy pushed so heavily that they will take entertainment and use it as their methodology to get into our our minds, to get into our brains, to tell us that this philosophy is the new norm. And it's hate speech, like what he said, hate speech. Hate speech now is anything that goes against the lockstep narrative. So they will continue to pick out these, these people who are driving this philosophy and amplify them. And we have to get very comfortable being uncomfortable and saying it's an absolute no. Like, I won't accept it. I won't take it. It's it's a joke and it's a mean joke. It's a cruel joke because you're selectively choosing an exclusive cult
1: over the vast majority of people who don't buy it. And, and also, I mean, what it shows is that he, like so many other people, not all, but so many other in this community, has some sort of weird sexual... Fetish yeah. impropriety going on. Like nobody talks about little girls as yeah. kinky um and deviant other than someone who is deviant. That's sick. Who who looks at a seven-year child and says they're kinky? Your girl's kinky awesome. and deviant. Let me let me, but, let me add her. Let let her celebrate me on the cover of this magazine or let me perform in front of her at a drag show. That's mm. why we're all fighting so hard. No. I will not, you're wrong about our daughters. You don't know shit about women or girls, but we do. And we will not let our children anywhere near you. And that's like the whole drag queen controversy dovetails just perfectly onto this. I want to get to that with you, but I want to stay before we go to the drag queen stuff on the celebration of these people. Cause I know you've been railing about what's happening, for example, at target. So for those who are not paying attention,
3: what, what is target doing? Yeah. Brit, you want to take it or you want me to?
2: Yeah. Well, cause my mind's on Adidas and target. Did you, before we go Oh my into- gosh!
3: I know it's like every day, Megan, we're just like getting hit, getting hit. <laughs> I know
2: it's um, true. Adidas just went for their, uh, their Bud Light award yesterday. Oh yeah. Um, they yeah. had like, have you seen it, Megan?
1: Isn't it a picture of a guy in a, in a bikini? It's a full video. It's a full, full on, video. Yeah. The
3: you bold. need to go, no, go to battle underscore
1: us yeah. on Instagram. Here it
3: is. Um, have, oh my yeah, God. There you go. Oh my god! Check that out. Megan. We had to see it, so you have to see it. <laughs> Sorry,
2: oh, I um I put the background music "Highway to Hell" on it because that's what it is. <laughs> that's
1: Again, exactly what it is. I see chest hair and a bulge. Women so much do not have bulges in their bathing suits. Okay, this is when you see a bulge in the bathing suit, you should run. That's not a woman. Yeah. That's somebody who's got a different agenda on their mind entirely.
2: It makes yeah. it a little easy, but I said, um, real men don't wear bathing suits, and real women don't have a bulge. So. No. what the hell yeah, So
3: back to the target thing. That's what target is doing. Target is selling bathing suits for women that have bulges. I don't know any woman that has a bulge. Do you guys? No, no, never mind. No. And, like and why is it a terrible target, accident? Like, little onesies with rainbow and queer and, you know, trans, why the target of our kids stop targeting our kids target. Okay. Stop it. We don't want it. Okay. Moms shop at target. We don't want to see front and center having explained to our two-year-olds what trans is.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: That's the problem with these companies that are going woke, is that they think that and, and think about it, they're they're not even targeting their target target audience. I mean, women, mothers, shop at Target. I don't know many women and, and kids you know m- mothers want their kids seeing this crap. This is no. this is on purpose. Look at this. this is totally on purpose. And it's to target our kids, it's to hypersexualize our kids. And we are saying absolutely not, and we are bud lighting target. I yes. want to know well, how let, many let,
2: of those clothes that they're selling end up going back
1: at the end of June.
2: There's yeah. no way. There, there's no way they're making a cash cow out of all of that. No, I, I don't. It's
1: yeah. their virtue signaling. They they are including Target is t-shirts for children that read trans people will always exist. And apparently some sort of tutus for toddlers that are rainbow striped. They've got shirts that include naked cartoon people in a t-shirt featuring the pronouns she, he, and they. And now the activist group Gays Against Groomers, good for this group, um, is speaking out saying, this is baloney. Like you, they're saying, take your business elsewhere. Like good for the gays for speaking out because Gays Against Groomers is the right, that's the right word. You're marketing this stuff to little kids. You are a groomer. It is. It's an okay groomer yeah. moment. You're exactly- you know,
2: a great challenge to people. I know it's hard to say never shop at Target, okay? Public Square is a great alternative. I love them. Michael Safer, a friend. I would encourage everyone to get on that. Uh, I also would encourage on a smaller scale for the moms who do rely on Target for their every day, maybe just the month of June, give yes. up Target. Send a message for just mm. the month of June that you don't like it. You're not okay with it. That's how you vote with your dollar. And it's not impossible for one month to boycott and to let your voice be heard that way. So that I would encourage moms, you know, that's that's a great way to get in on the battlefield and just say one month,
1: month of June. That's really good. And you know what else? Tell them, tell them, write a letter, write an email. Tell tell the store manager, say, this is why I'm doing it. So they know that like the Bud Light, let me just give you an update on them for the week ending May 6th. We got to have a lag in the reporting of sales in store sales of Bud Light across the U.S. were down twenty three point six percent compared to the year before the week before that they were down by twenty three point three percent the week before that it was 17. It's getting worse. The the scale is going down for Bud Light. Now they're about to unleash some campaigns celebrating the military which I think is absolutely wow. cynical. I mean, this is just cynical. Wow. It's like, okay, yeah, use our men and women in the military to make your, your oh, sales God. better, wow. right? Oh, that's I sick. I don't care. Even if they do it every time of, you know, th- this time of year, they celebrate our military. No, you've you have forfeited your right to put them oh, on your tough. beer cans and celebrate them like you're on the side of America because we that's know whose right. side you're on. You haven't apologized for what you did, and that's why your sales are down by one quarter. They're going to keep going down until you find a way to make amends. And even then, I'm not sure I can help you. All right, stand by. The ladies stay with us. and We've got several more things to discuss. Don't forget, you can find The Megan Kelly Show live on SiriusXM Triumph Channel 111 every weekday at noon east. The full video show and clips by subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Megan Kelly. And today's Thursday, go to MeganKelly.com and sign up for my Friday email. It's always fun. It's got great clips from the week, and it's got a message from me to you. Do you owe back taxes? Pandemic relief is now over. Along with hiring thousands of new agents and field officers, the IRS has kicked off 2024 by sending over 5 million pay-up letters to those who have unfiled tax returns or balances owed. Oh, joy. Don't waive your rights and speak with them on your own. Tax Network USA, a trusted tax relief firm, has saved over $1 billion in back taxes for their clients, and they can help you secure the best deal possible. Whether you owe $10,000 or $10 million, they can help you. Whether it's business or personal taxes, even if you have the means to pay or you're on a fixed income, they can help finally resolve your tax burdens once and for all. Call 1-800-245-6000 for a private, free consultation or visit TNUSA.com slash Megan. So before we leave the actual brands that are pushing this out there there's also anthropology which uh, posted which is using a man parading around dancing in one of their dresses uh we have the video hold on a second we'll get it on the board so people can see it so yeah so i guess this guy there he areas with an anthropology dress oh good god and now it, tur- it turns into this very frou-frou pink dress yeah okay you go Guy is a male ballet dancer in a female dress made by anthropology, like sky high heels. And it's yet another brand. Now, this has always, I think, been a left wing brand. It's like it smells like patchouli oil in there. You know, you're left wing. (laughs) So So they don't care, right? Like this is who their branding is. No one's going to boycott them, but it's yet another celebration. Oh, we're
3: boycotting them. We are. (laughs)
1: <laughs> We're adding them all to the list at this point. Okay,
2: I have a story for you, Megan, that's gonna make you yeah. laugh. My husband on the day before Mother's Day was shopping. He he took the kids out for me. He's so sweet. You would love him. We all got to get together sometime. But yeah. um, he was out, he took the kids to jujitsu, and then he went out to do pre-Mother's Day shopping and he FaceTimes me because he needed to know my size or something like that. And I thought he was still at jujitsu. So you know, like it pops up FaceTime, and I'm looking at him. And at first I'm like, are those the little ribbons from jujitsu? You know how they have the belt colors. (laughs) And then I look closer. I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, where are you? He's like, oh, nowhere. I'm just doing some Mother's Day shopping. I'm like, no, no, I need to know where you are right now because (laughs) what is that behind you? And he turns around on FaceTime and it's a huge progress flag. It's the rainbow. It's the triangle. It's all the colors. It's the circle. It's and it's huge. It's like the size of him. I said, where are you? And he said, Lululemon. And I said, tell me there's an American flag hanging somewhere. And he said, I don't see one. So I said, whatever you have on hold, you go put it back and then ask them. Yes, this, this is it. This is it. This is such <laughs> a hot mess of a flag. My Good too. Lord. So he, he went up and he asked them, hey, where is your he had tons of stuff on hold. Said, where's your American flag? I'm curious because I see that flag, but I I'm curious where your American flag is. Said, we don't have one. He said, "Well, I, I, I'm confused. Why do you only single out that subset of culture, but you don't have the American flag hanging?" They said, "It's corporate policy. It's corporate oh, that's policy." Lululemon.
3: Yeah, add them to the list.
1: I know. Adam I'm to sad to list. say goodbye to my Lululemon, but if, if that's what I must. I mean, I, I was already signed off Nike. Now we got Adidas. Right now, there goes Lululemon. We're going to pretty, soon,
3: East pretty East. soon. We'll be naked and starving. <laughs> but right but right. <laughs> All right. <We've> been
1: happy. <laughs> this is only going to help our cause. I really, especially with you two, not so much me, but <laughs> seriously, this is only going to bring more people over to our side. Um, let's talk about Sports Illustrated because you are oh. former beauty queens and you understand the beauty business, what sells, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, I was on Paul Murray's a friend of mine. He, he hosts a show in Sky News Australia. And I go on with him once a week and we talk about culture issues and so on. And he was, raising this issue with me because sports illustrated yes they've got um megan fox who's amazing very beautiful but they've also got martha stewart as he described her um an elderly (laughs) ex-con very kind of funny i mean yes she looks great for 81 we should all be so lucky but you know she's there and then there's a trans person there there's a biological man uh, who's there, who's some sort of a singer who was with S- Sam Smith and his weird devil worship show. Kim Petris, who was Tim Petris, but now looks like this. This is a dude. And um, I said to Paul Murray, you know, you tell me, Paul, but my understanding of the cover of the Sports Illustrated magazine is it has one main purpose, and that's for 15 year old boys to spend some alone time with it in the bathroom like i i don't i'm thinking this isn't the way to get that done I'm thinking it's uh, once again not knowing the function of your your product or who your audience is and it is a situation with the trans model or whoever this person is of a man coming in and taking over a spot that previously would have been given to a woman once again
3: yeah And you know what, Britt and I both competed at Miss USA, we were both Miss California, and I couldn't help when I saw this, but think about the thousands of women who would have killed to have been on that cover. I mean, to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated is like winning Miss America or Miss USA, or you know, winning another prestigious title as a woman. And I couldn't help but think of those women who saw that and thought, wow, First of all, he's not even in shape, number one. Right. Second of all, like I looked at it and I was just like, Oh, but like you said, Megan, like these these young men who are looking at this, like imagine how they feel. Like maybe they think, Oh wow, you know, oh, I'm turned on by that. Like could you imagine as like a young yes. man seeing that and being like And then you find out. It, yeah, and, and then, then you find out then and you then
1: you find out it? it's like the crying game, you know, where you're exactly. like, Oh shit. Uh no, this is like it's a fraud. It's a bait and switch. And that's exactly
2: what it is. You just nailed it. That's the word that I kept trying to find in my head. It's a bait and switch. And I think that's the intention is it's to, it's to confuse young men. That's like where we're at. Just confuse them. I saw him, Kim, Tim. And I was like, with all the Photoshop, he looked beautiful. I thought he looked like he looked like a beautiful woman on that cover. And that is so, so dangerous because yeah. even men who are going to see that, and a lot who aren't going to know that it's a dude, are going to, like you said, get yeah. bait and switched with it. And now they're attracted or did something in the bathroom yeah. to a man. Well, now mm-hmm. what's that doing to your sexuality and your reasoning through all this as a young man? It's to so
3: completely
2: sad. confuse and destroy male sexuality and female sexuality i think that's what what the big picture is here and also i thought you know how how embarrassing for those other three women that a dude just got shuffled on in the lineup like right. you're just right on next to a dude. Like, yeah, I had that, to make it
1: the year that there's men in it. I mean, like, is that how the standards, yeah. how low they've fallen? I I'm in the one yeah. where there's a dude in a bathing suit right next to me. Um, yeah. And they did it last year, yeah. too. They or they did it in 2021. Britt, you, you said something online that I saw, and it was such a good point. It was something to the effect of this is intentional. They are actually trying to merge the genders. It, it's yes. they're trying to, yeah. to erase the two gender narrative and getting you confused is part of the plan. Yes,
2: yes. Because if you can do that, you can destroy the family unit. It's what Hugh Hefner did back in, when he was doing his thing in the 60s. He he talked about how what he offered through the Playboy philosophy was a way for men to not feel bad if they hadn't taken a wife by age 20. Prior to Playboy America, you had young men seeking the virtue of husbandry. And they took wives and they had children and they were fathers and they were husbands. And that was, you've hit the gold standard in America. Playboy comes in and says, I'm gonna offer you something different. I'm gonna offer you something where you can be a bachelor forever. And it's that same philosophy that was driven in then as an attempt to sabotage the family unit, the family structure, and truly the foundation of America. We're seeing replayed now. That's what this confusion leads to. It confuses young boys. It confuses young men on who they are, their sexuality, what they're supposed to be. And it ultimately destroys and appends the family unit. And that destroys the fabric of America, which is completely Marxist in in the ultimate game here.
1: The the drag queen shows are one step removed from all this. I mean, they are barely, barely one step removed. It used to be something where like, I remember my mom turned like 40 and her friends at her hospital had a a dancer come over. It was like the clean. It was like a guy in a dress who then, you know, did like a dance. It was a nothing. It wasn't sexual. Right. It was like now drag has become almost synonymous with inappropriate sexual content, bondage, the leather boots, the bulge, filthy words, dirty songs about the P word while they're performing, and they're desperate to do this in front of our kids, desperate to have access to our kids. This is how we first caught on to you guys. When you first came on the first time, I told you, I saw you you two standing up at one of these PTA meetings or, or parent meetings, and you went off on them because they were trying to do this at your school and saying it would be family-friendly, family-friendly. And you guys mm-hmm. were like, what the hell does that mean? Is this family-friendly, this, that, the other thing? Well, it's getting even worse. That is not a fight we're winning right now, though, though people are trying to track, crack down on it in states. I've been talking about the fact that Charlize Theron appeared at this via, you know, video via at this like drag queen benefits like a telethon for drag queens. They're upset. They're trying to pretend that all these states are trying to ban drag. It's a lie. It's not true. They're trying to say no more drag shows in front of children. You want to go do it in a bar? You go, go do your thing. You want to do it in a public library where little children are there with their moms picking out, you know, books on Thomas the Train. Get out. No, you're not allowed to do that anymore. I'm sorry you need to be legislated like this, but you clearly do because it seems important to you. You're fighting for it at every turn. So that brings me to RuPaul. RuPaul has this thing called DragCon and they are there, they're celebrating drag and they're celebrating children in drag and also attending their drag queen show. Drag queen Frisbee Jenkins was there, another one named Lolita Page. Lolita Page said the children's presence was a nice reassurance. It's a nice reassurance that we're, you know, we're getting the access we need and the acceptance of our weird sexual performances in front of children. And here's just a little bit of what what we saw there. It's it's RuPaul and other it's other drag queens talking at the RuPaul Drag Con, speaking to Reuters and South six.
4: I've met so many kids today whose eyes light up when they see drag. And it just goes to show that there's, you know, they're trying to criminalize drag. They're trying to make drag queens out to be monsters. They're trying to make anyone who does drag out to be monsters. And we're not monsters, you know. We just are celebrating our life and celebrating uh living out loud and kids recognize that and they love it it's a nice reassurance i feel like right now we're living in very unsure times based on everything within the laws etc even with the bud light campaign but i feel like right now this is kind of a reassurance that we are here we are here and we are here to stay
1: do your thing behind closed doors in front of adults period get away from my kid
3: carrie what do you make we'll stop Oh my gosh. But see, I think Megan, this is where like back in 2008, 2009 ish, where we went wrong as, as a society where we said, well, as long as it doesn't affect me, do what you want. As long as it doesn't affect me. And now look, now look at how it's affecting us. Like, this is where we have to stop playing defense and play offense and say, you know what? any, I I am so proud of Tennessee and these other states that are that are creating legislation to ban this stuff because that's what it takes. That's what it takes. You look at these videos that you just played and it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart because I'm thinking how sick and twisted do you have to be to want to perform sexually in front of children? Yeah, but that's that's where they want to go, Megan. That's what's next. They want. I feel entitled. They want pedophilia. That's the next thing. And you know what? It's not conspiracy. It's truth. That's the next thing. And you know, and and if we don't stand up, all the moms and dads listening, if we don't stand up, you are going to see a really, really ugly society for our kids and for. So the can future. I tell you something?
1: Um, some of the products that were being advertised at this event. Where parents were willingly bringing their young children include, forgive me because this is graphic, um, the spiked collar company, Bitch Fist, NYC, the lubricant oh, company, Boy Butter, and the flavored anal spray company, Holy, H-O-L-E-Y, Water. What <gasps> sane parent yeah. would bring their child around those products? Their... Yeah. V- this is, look, oh the Teletubbies God. are there to lure the children in celebrating what? Celebrating you know, bitch fist, boy butter, anal spray. What the F?
3: It's demonic.
1: Yeah, but this
2: is where we were headed in the 1940s when Alfred Kinsey started publishing his tables where they were testing kids. Do you know the whole reason why? They were doing these experiments on, and it's, this is not conspiracy. This is truth. you can go look up table 34 and table 32 of Alfred Kinsey, uh, the reason they did these experiments on kids to see at six months old, how many times can we get a kid to orgasm? It wasn't even a freaking orgasm. The kid was freaked out of his mind and they called it an orgasm. And it was labeled as science and applauded by the United States of America. And it changed the landscape of America entirely in the late forties. But you know what, why he was doing those grotesque pedophilic experiments on kids was to prove to america that kids are sexual from birth that's where we are all these years later from kinsey america is say this is the fruit of that bad bad seed that we let in our culture and we let it grow and we watered it and we applauded it and we said if you're speaking against it you're a hater and you're a bigot well look where we are now we have into that fruit. And we have said, yep, our kids are sexual. So we have to highly sexualize them. And we have to bring them to these events where you have holy water ass spray. Are you kidding oh me? God. Wake up, America. Wake it, up before it's too late. So close. We are so close to falling off so, the cliff. So
1: to your point, Carrie, that, that, that the way forward here is to fight beyond offense. You do have a real divide right now between the parties. I mean, it is clear. And I always go back to what Rick Grinnell said. He was on the show. He's a Trump supporter. He was in the Trump administration. And he said, um, you know, we're talking about the mean tweets or whatever. And he was like, just stop it. Stop it right now. This is he said, you can't vote for these people. They're radicals. They can't tell you what a woman is. They're they're radical. They they can't tell you what a woman I'm like. I think about that every day. It's such a clear message. (laughs) And he's not wrong. There is a very clear divide between the parties right now on this issue. I give you Karine Jean-Pierre, who's been pushing every far left piece of legislation on behalf of her boss um, to make it as easy as possible for kids to, quote, transition, have their penises chopped off, have their breasts chopped off. They'll never be fertile Uh, they they will never have an orgasm. All of this, they're they're in, in favor of all these treatments. Here she was speaking about it the other day.
4: And I've met a lot of parents of trans kids in the past couple of months who have told me this, these devastating stories, whether they're in Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they are, saying how they now have to seriously consider leaving their state to protect their child. And that's something that we have to call out and continue to be very clear about that. These are kids. These are our kids. They belong to all of us.
3: Oh, no. They belong to all of us. No, nope. no I encourage everybody to go on to the battle cry and look at our recent video that we posted. I think it's 47,300 now uh, de-transitioners who have shared their stories. That is not compassionate. That is not love. It is hate. You should see these kids. They have to dilate their fake vaginas. They are in pain. They're going to be on medication for life. And a lot of them probably won't live long. That's not love. That's not compassion. It's not. I'm so tired of this.
0: You even have Dylan
3: Mulvaney Mulvaney the other day saying that he still struggles with anxiety and depression. Wait, I thought by transitioning makes you happy. I thought it makes all your problems go away. It's a lie. It was all based on fraud and abuse of kids. And now we're seeing the fruit of it, just like Britt said.
4: Mm. And for
1: the boys, you put them on puberty blockers when they're young. So the puberty doesn't come on. And by the way, if you remove puberty blockers, that's how you get 90% of the kids growing out of this. You if you put them on puberty blockers, it it slows down all the things that will revert them to what their natural sex is. Maybe they realize they're gay and so on, but you arrest the brain when you put them on puberty blockers. In any event, you put them on puberty blockers, then right to cross sex hormones. And guess what? The the little boys stay with what's considered a micro penis, a little boy's penis. It never grows. There isn't enough tissue to create the fake vagina. And now they're taking material from these little boys' colons to to create a fake vagina. At least one kid's already died over in um, a Dutch boy. Um, because it's a very dangerous operation and this is, this is love. This is what she wants to do is she says they're all, if they're all our children, then that means you, the three of us are in charge of the one she cares about. And we say, no, yeah. that, okay, great. Yeah. I'm happy you're putting me in charge of your kid. No, the answer no, don't touch her or him before age 18. And even then we could have some problems, but certainly not as minors. It, it's disgusting. Yeah. And, you know-
2: it's only it's only the state's kids if the state gets what it's, it wants. But then what happens when these kids like Carrie said, you've got go to go onto the battle cry underscore US. We have these two videos. It's a black square with red writing. One of them, uh, males who tried to become females, one females who beca- tried to become males and all the complications that they went through. Just the scars on their arms because they they farm arm skin to then invert the skin to make it like a pretend penis that then is ripe for infection. And you're a slave to the pharmaceutical industry for life after that. So for the state, for Jean-Pierre, whatever you, she wants your kids up till that point only to mutilate them and to commit that barbary. But then who's liable after that? Who's holding those kids when they're sobbing because they made a mistake? Who is responsible for all their medical care for the rest of their life? Who, who's responsible, Jean-Pierre, for all of that? Because I guarantee you, the state's not stepping up then. They're going like this. We did what we wanted. We butchered your kid.
1: Now back to you. They want nothing to do with the detransitioners. They pretend that they don't exist, which brings me to the New York Times. So the New York Times was doing some sort of fair and balanced reporting on the trans issue with kids when it comes to kids and the medicalization of this issue. And then it got all sorts of pushback from the left. And then magically appears a new kind of article in the New York Times um, on May 16th. Howie. Few stories of regret fuel the push to restrict gender transition care. That's what they call it. Transition care, chopping off the penis of a 16 year old boy. That's gender transition care. You see, letting a 15 year old like Chloe Cole get her breast chopped off. That's transition care. It's not mutilization with a double mastectomy for a teenager. Chloe's been on the show. She's spoken out. She's a detransitioner and they're trying to minimize her story. And that of others, this girl has autism. She came on the, she said, I'm on the spectrum. I went to my parents. That, that's what was wrong with me. I didn't need to have my breast chopped off. Now the New York Times has the nerve to dismiss her and others like her as basically Republican shills being used to ban transition care for minors in various states. Ms. Cole and fewer than 10 activists like her, people who transition and then change course, have become the faces of the cause. But most people who transition do not change course. The Times wants us to know, and then they go on to add this. okay, oh, then they cite the American Academy of Pediatrics and the American Medical Association who say, affirm, affirm, affirm affirm, and transition." Those are disgusting organizations who have been completely co-opted by the woke left and do not care about children when it comes to this stuff. But here's the thing I wanted to ask you about. They talk about this one transitioner. It's somebody who transitioned, I guess I can't keep track they tr- They change quote, change gender then change back then change back again to the fake identity (laughs) who the hell can keep up and they point out um that at one point this trans person was promoting a quote fringe theory that asserts that transgender women meaning biological men are actually men sexually aroused by imagining themselves as women so what the new york times is calling a fringe theory is autogynephilia We've talked about it on the show before. We've talked about it as well. It is not fringe. It actually accounts for probably most of these cases of transition. And I'll give you, uh, I'm, we're going to have Helen Joyce on the show. I love her. Her book, Trans, Trans is amazing. Um, but in it, she spends some time quoting people like Ray Blanchard, a sexologist, um, very well known, who says that the overwhelming majority of adult biological men who present with gender dysphoria are of the auto type. It means you get turned on when you wear women's clothes. It's a fetish. Mm-hmm. You, you get off undressing like a woman. It's, you're not, you don't have gender dysphoria. It's a sexual fetish. Um, in 1987, he did a study and found the percentage of non-homosexual transsexuals with admitted auto is very high. Uh, the figure cited was 82%. She goes on in her book to talk about Michael Bailey, a sexologist at Northwestern University. In Chicago, very well respected institution. He cited studies by Ann Lawrence, American psychologist, sexologist, and former anesthesiologist who published extensively on transsexuality. Uh, She found that, um, reading here, hold on. Yes, here it is 86% of respondents who said they were trans had at least occasional autogynephilic arousal, and 49% had at least hundreds of episodes of autogynephilic arousal. It is not fringe, and it matters. Because that's how you get Riley Gaines and the women of UPenn looking at Leah Thomas with his penis out and getting off. That's if you look at Leah Thomas's tweets, we've talked about this per the Daily Wire. This guy gets off on dressing like a woman. He gets off, I'm sure, on people seeing him dress like a woman. He got access to this women's locker room. And these women were told to go get therapy if they didn't like it. It's real. It's not fringe. And the New York Times knows it.
3: Oh, yeah. And I want all your listeners to remember the month of June is coming. We call it the, the month of blasphemy. That's exactly what it is. The rainbow does not belong to them. It belongs to God. It's God's promise. They don't get to steal it. It wasn't up for grabs. So for the month of June, I want everybody listening. If you go in a store and you see that flag, remember what Megan just said. Remember that that company is pledging their allegiance to that. And do you want to support businesses that support that? That's a question that you have to answer. So here at the battle cry, we're challenging you. For the month of June, we're not asking you to do it forever. We'd like you to do it forever. The month of June, stop supporting companies that push this cult on our kids. Stop stop supporting them. You're right.
1: Because let's face it, the LGB part of the LGBTQ blah, 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 blah flag, they've already won. They have equal rights. Talk to any gay activist. They'll tell you, we're good. We got got it. We have gay marriage. We have everything. They had a very strong lobby. They were very well organized. They were very smart in their fights. They have their equal rights. And they're really, come on. I mean, yes, a random case here or there, but there's not a country that is discriminating against gays and lesbians writ large at all. It's about the T. And if they hang that flag, they are supporting the stuff we are discussing today. Stuff, I'm happy to say, Britt, you've got people like Ron DeSantis taking active and important steps to stop. I am so happy with what he just did down in Florida. They, they have now banned mutilating surgical procedures on minors. I'll give you a couple things. He just signed five pieces of legislation into law. He's, by the way, expected to announce his candidacy next week. So it's on oh, wow. um, to protect children in the state from harmful leftist initiatives, quoting here from the Daily Wire, including mutilating surgical procedures, radical gender ideology in schools and sexually explicit drag queen shows this is amazing this is like the best thing he's done outlaws oh, the permanent right it outlaws the permanent mutilation uh via surgical procedures of minors and experimental puberty blockers for minors uh grants florida courts temporary emergency jurisdiction to intervene and halt procedures for out of state children creates a pathway to recover damages for injury or death resulting from mutilating surgeries or experimental puberty blockers given to a minor protects students from having to declare their pronouns in school, yes, Uh, expands parental rights in education by prohibiting classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in pre-K through eighth grade, protects children from sexually explicit performances in all venues, and threatens to fine, suspend, or revoke the operating or alcohol licenses of those establishments who admit a child into an adult performance. And then finally, expands youth access to sports, doesn't allow trans kids to play sports, and forces all public institutions to have separate bathrooms for men and women based on biological sex. What a thought! Unbelievable! Hallelujah! Uh, well right? done. I mean, good it's, for him. What, and similar in Texas, I, by the way.
2: I love. Yeah, same with Texas. I just saw Texas. It was late last night, and I always correct when these. You know, the the New York Times posted that. Texas legislature bans transgender medical care for children. And so I corrected it and said another state bans the barbaric cult mutilation of children. We need to start correcting language because you win and you lose with words. And I think also to um, Florida's applause, if states like California, where we live, (laughs) crazy California, belly of the beast over here, are going to double down so hard to make a state a sanctuary for the cults and really a a high temple for the cult to just butcher up children who come over, then those other states, they need to be going down even harder, like what Florida just did.
1: I'm so proud of them. Yeah, Yeah. And, but, you know, back to the partisan divide, you've got the secretary of state, all right, secretary of state, Anthony Blinken, tweeting out the following. This is on May 17th. On International Day Against homophobia, biphobia, interphobia, huh? huh, as my nana used to say, huh? and transphobia, we call for an end to harmful conversion therapy practices, including those that attempt to change a person's sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression or sex characteristics. Okay. The only conversion therapy that is happening right now is by yes. Blinken and his side where they take a gay boy and they try to make him believe he's a girl. They're the ones doing this. That's it. It's exactly, exactly what
2: we need to start saying. Yes. Yes. You're so right on, Megan. That is conversion therapy. Taking a kid, butchering them to pieces, making them a slave to the pharmaceutical industry for life, however long their short life is lived, is conversion therapy. We are arguing for affirmative care. And that looks
1: a whole lot different than the way that they're spinning it. Absolutely right. And it's I mean, this administration right now is trying to ban as conversion therapy, talk therapy for kids who think they might be the opposite gender. That's the solution. That can't get banned. That's literally the solution for these children. As England has recognized, as Finland has recognized, as Sweden has recognized, all of them have now moved away from this medicalization of minors and pushed talk therapy instead. Figure out, like Chloe Cole, whether this is just a person who's on the spectrum and having some social challenges or anorexic, because eating disorders are intimately tied to this. We've had person after person come on, experts and individuals alike, and say that. Uh, not to mention, you know, parents going through a divorce, all the stuff that life throws at you, prepubescent or pubescent problems. That's the answer, not the solution or, or not the problem. And mm-hmm. our country is bass backwards when it comes to that under Joe Biden, who I, mean, I don't even know. If, I feel like he's out to lunch. He probably doesn't know shit. There's probably Anthony Blinken or somebody else carrying John pierre telling him he's got to sign on the dotted line to stop kids from getting the help they need. I'll give you guys the last word. Mm.
2: Megan, we love coming on with you. you, you know. Carrie and I say frequently, we are so thankful that you aren't just out here for the clicks and likes and entertainment. We, um, we value your voice and your logic and your reasoning and your questioning and digging deep. Uh, you are a force to be reckoned with. And we are so thankful to link arms with you and to speak truth into the madness and to ask questions that actually matter and to give no quarter on issues that you shouldn't and we're just so thankful to, um, to be doing this with you. We love you and we appreciate you so much. Thank you for having oh, us on. Thank you so
1: much, love Megan. you too. Love you. Guys, I'm, I'm coming out to your march and I'm going to wear my hat. Hold on. Will you grab for me, Abby? I'm coming out. I'm going to wear the Kelly J. Keene hat and I'm going to bring Kelly J. Keene merch for you because we, I think we all feel the same. This is the deal. Yes.
3: Yes, right? I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I think so you're going to look
1: awesome in red. I'm coming.
3: You're so cute. Yeah, everybody listening, pledge the month of June. Let's do this. Boycotts work. Come on, let's go. This yes. is how we make change.
1: That's right. Bye, Adidas. Bye, Anthropology. Bye, Tarje CNN. Yep. Okay. Bye, ladies. Here's Thanks for coming on. That's lo- a love. Love you too. Aren't they great? They're so great. Uh, okay, so don't forget, check out the battle cry underscore US. On Instagram. All right. They're well worth a follow. You'll learn a lot. And uh, uh, as you can see, their takes are always spicy, informed and important. Do you owe back taxes? Pandemic relief is now over. Along with hiring thousands of new agents and field officers, the IRS has kicked off 2024 by sending over 5 million pay up letters to those who have unfiled tax returns or balances owed. Oh, joy. Don't waive your rights and speak with them on your own. Tax Network USA, a trusted tax relief firm, has saved over $1 billion in back taxes for their clients, and they can help you secure the best deal possible. Whether you owe $10,000 or $10 million, they can help you. Whether it's business or personal taxes, even if you have the means to pay or you're on a fixed income, they can help finally resolve your tax burdens once and for all. Call 1 800 245 for a private, free consultation or visit TNUSA.com slash Megan. It's time for another edition of You Can't Say That, or Think That, or Do That. Oh, wait, this is America. This time, I have a story for you about America's favorite, or least favorite, influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, forgive me, and also about what comedians can and cannot joke about in 2023. I was joined by comedian Chrissy Mayer way back on this show in episode 127 She was hilarious, but as someone who is unabashedly a Trump supporter, she has dealt with social media censorship from tech platforms. But when she's on the road doing comedy shows, she likely thought she was in a safe space to make, well, you know, they're called um, jokes, (laughs) especially in a comedy club in Texas. But as Chrissy learned recently, some who attend a comedy show have strict boundaries about what is and what is not acceptable. Chrissy began to make a joke about Dylan Mulvaney. And the year of girlhood. Here's how that
0: went. Three hundred sixty-five days. What? Like, why has it been a year of girlhood and still no tits? That's that's day one, okay. If I'm transitioning to a dude, day one, I'm getting a cock, and not just, I'm getting the biggest one you can find.
1: <laughs> so, some laughter in the crowd, and then someone listening to her out there shouted. He's a man, which Chrissy affirmed, and then a different female audience member shouted, "No, she's a woman!" And here's what went down next.
0: Uh oh, uh oh, we have one of those. I figured. No, it's all good. We can all have different beliefs. It's okay. Some of us can believe in reality, and some of us can. <laughs> this is America. We should have different beliefs. It's all
3: good.
1: Did you catch that effing transphobe shouted the very easily offended audience member who was on her way out of the show? Hello. Hello. You're paying for insults and irreverent comedy. That's why you go to see a comedian. If you want to see safe TV, watch NBC. (laughs) Because you see, even if you are a comedian, if you think you're going to get away with joking about a very serious topic, like Dylan Mulvaney. Well, you can't say that. Oh, wait, this is America. Go Chrissy. Team Chrissy. Let's get to some of your calls, but I want to kick it off with this. The MK mailbag, uh, where we've gotten a ton of mail this week. You can email me, Megan uh, at MeganKelly.com. right? You can go to just go to MeganKelly.com and we can sign up for my email or email me. Uh, Karen writes in about their fake car chase. You heard, The the updates on this are absolutely spectacular. The New York PD has been shitting all over their story for the past 24 hours. It's so fun. Actually, I've got to give credit to the rap who went to the police precinct that covers the area where they claim their car chase kicked off. And it was the 18th precinct. And the on-duty officer there, who declined to be named, told the rap, Nothing happened. It's a bogus story. Don't believe everything you'd read in the newspapers. hmm We know. We're aware. Um, and by the way, the cab driver who took them on the last part of their high-speed chase that lasted two hours in Manhattan, he's also spoken out and said the following.
0: And what do you think about the description of this, you know, the, the near catastrophic event? Oh, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think that's all,
3: you know, exaggerated and stuff like that. So... Don't read too much into that.
0: As far as you were concerned, when they were in your taxi, you know, what, did you feel like you were in danger? No, no,
4: Did it feel like the paparazzi were being aggressive? aggressive? No, 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 no. They were behind us. I mean they stayed
3: on top of us. That was pretty much it. It was nothing more, you know. They kept a distance. It was just like journalists, just like everybody else trying to get pictures, make a quick buck. Was it a good trip? Yeah, it was great, man. Ten minute drive, fifty dollars or cooks who you asked for, right? <laughs> you can't beat that.
1: Mm. So there you have it. You've got the the uh, taxi driver saying the paparazzi were not aggressive, that this was nothing near catastrophic. And the cops saying nothing happened. Would you move on? Don't believe everything you read in the papers. I tweeted this out yesterday. Remember when you were a a kid and little kids used to suffer like one little small injury and they try to blow it up and do a big, big injury because they wanted sympathy or attention or people to feel sorry for them? That's these two. They had a couple of paps who followed them and tried to get a picture. And by the way, as for their near York catastrophic, and they were disobeying the traffic laws, actually the reports out today via the New York Post are that the freelance photographers who were hired to cover the event are alleging that one of the four SUVs from Prince Harry's security escort was driving in a manner that could be perceived as reckless. The vehicle was seen in a manner, uh, was seen blocking off streets. And in one video, it is shown being pulled over by the police. All right. Uh, and by the way, some of the photos show Meghan Markle smiling ear to ear in the midst of her New York death experience. <laughs> they lie. They lie. They've been caught lying yet again. So the MK Mailbag, Karen writes in, imagine a car chase in New York City. Who other than a non-New Yorker would believe this tale of woe? I can barely go two lights before it turns red again. Same, same. Amy writes, Markle continues to try to align her story with Princess Diana, a chase that went on for two hours. Really? By the way, ABC News reported yesterday it was only 20 minutes. They were citing cop sources. It was 20 minutes. It wasn't two hours. These two didn't want the paparazzi to see where they were staying. So they chose to circle and circle and circle. And they're mad that they didn't just beg off and not get their picture. (laughs) Would you just act like grown-up public figures. Again, what do you think it's like for Taylor Swift, who's way more famous than you are uh, and more popular when she comes in? I mean, it's just absolutely absurd. What are we seeing here? What are we showing on the board here, Deb? Oh, this is the area. Oh, the New York Post has gone to the trouble of showing you the very short distances they traveled over their two-hour car chase, which is near catastrophic. In any event, they're liars and you know it. Um, Let me get to some of the callers because it's just too fun a day and there's a lot going on. Megan and Harry, I'm taking your thoughts on that too, as well as crazy ass gender ideology. Let's kick it off with Brian in Arizona. Brian, hi, what's on your mind?
4: Uh, hi, Megan. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I love your show. I've been listening to you for a while. First time caller. Um, so I, um, I, I'm i gay. Um, and and uh, with this whole gender ideology thing, um, as scary as it is, I, I think it's time for people like me to, you know, I, I view the whole, like, trans ideology, especially what it's become, really antithetical to me being gay. Like, I'm not attracted to a person because they claim they're male. I'm, I'm like, attracted to males. Um, and I, th- I think it's just, like, time for, you know, the L and the G and the B to part ways with the T's and the Q's and all the other um uh, nonsense letters that we just want to keep adding. <laughs> for who
1: yes. Knows why. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And I empathize with the position that organizations like GLAD are putting you in, which they used to stand for gay and lesbian rights. They used to fight for gay and lesbian rights. And somewhere along the way, they started endorsing all these other things that really they, they this ideology, the T, they really are doing conversion therapy on gay boys.
4: Yeah, they they really are, and it, it's um it, it's uh I mean there's, there's a point where I know there's many out there like me um you know we're timid by nature, but we need to really buckle down, um, follow the lead of um, our for our um, founding fathers and pledge our lives, uh, fortunes, and uh, sacred honor, and start growing the spine and standing up to this.
1: Absolutely. I love to hear you say that. And I hope you do it. I mean, I think within the LGBTQ, whatever community, it's it is going to have to be gay and lesbian people who force the breakup and hopefully force reason. Right. I mean, anybody who's not in that community, of course, gets dismissed as a bigot. But you guys have real power to say, no, we don't stand for this. They co-opted your flag. They made it into something abominable. You used to be kind of pretty. I don't know what's going on on there now. It's absolutely awful, Brian. But I think you, you have standing, as we say in the law, to complain. I hope you do it. And thank you for listening. Thanks for calling. Um, let's go to, let's see. Um, how about Veronica in New Jersey, not far from where I am and where I spend my summers in New Jersey. Veronica, what's on your mind?
5: Hello, Megan. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, I wrote to you a while back just just a little note that, and, and I don't hear people talking about this, That there is an actual disorder called body integrity identity disorder. And it's, it's a psychological problem. And it is when somebody goes to their doctor and says, you have got to cut off my right arm. It does not belong on my body. And it, it's a real thing. They actually want their right arm or their right leg or whatever cut off. And any doctor that would do it, would be called a quack. So I don't understand why we're not calling what they, this mutilation of children quackery. It's, I just don't understand it. And I I was a school nurse for many years.
1: No, you're absolutely right. uh, I, I I had this debate with Keith Ablo on Fox news in like 2010, something somewhere around there. And he told me about this, this disorder that you reference here. And he said, and he's a psychiatrist. And he said, if somebody comes into my office and says, um, you know, I got to get rid of my left arm. Please cut off my left arm. He, I remember the way he said it. He said, "I'd say, no, brother, I can't do that. No, brother, you don't. Right. You don't need to lose your no, left arm. We don't do that. We don't yeah. do that. And now we're not only doing it for grown adults; we're doing it on children, pretending that they can consent, that they have any idea what they're getting themselves into.
5: they have no idea. Just like these puberty blockers." which we used to give for, we still give for precocious puberty, but you only give them for a short period of time. And it's to the girls to try to get them at least to five feet tall, if you can. Um, Mm -hmm. Because we know that if you give them too long, these girls are infertile. It's just so unfair. It's not right what we're doing. And that's my
1: point. (laughs) No, thank you for that. And thank you for your time as a school nurse, as the mother of three kids. I appreciate what what you do and how important it is. You're absolutely right. Uh, the thing with minors is abusive. And, you know, Brian's got a point about what, what they're doing to young gay boys. And you got a point about what we're doing to little kids, m- male, female, straight and gay. Uh, they should not be medicalized. And you go go. I, I don't show these pictures on the show because they're too graphic. But if you take a look at one of these fake penises that they construct, it's an absolute monstrosity. It's an absolutely disgusting pile of flesh that they try to cobble together. It's sad. It's upsetting. And the thought that a loving parent would do this to their child. It's just it's hard to it's hard to even stomach. Um let's go to Barbara in Pennsylvania. Hi Barbara, what's on your mind? Hi,
5: how are you? I you know, I'm so fed up with this stuff of because like even at my job, you have to sign an inclusion uh you know, amendment every year saying that, you know, this hospital we're all inclusive. We have to be respectful, all of that. And they troll social media, looking for people who are against it. And then, you know, I mean, technically you can lose your job if you say something out of sorts, you know, and they don't define what is appropriate. It's if it makes that person feel
1: bad, then it's inappropriate. Yeah. What? No, that's (laughs) that's not the way this works.
5: You know, and I, I have a child who is dyslexic, who is technically considered disabled. Okay. She asked me when she was like seven years old, if she could play in the special Olympics. And I was like, no, like, why aren't we saying no, it's not appropriate.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, gender doping. It's gender doping when it comes to the sports, right? These guys have an, an inherent advantage the testosterone yes but that's not that's not it the bone size the heart size the lung capacity the wingspan the muscle musculature all of it we could go down the list like that deputy sheriff who transitioned and a few years later a few years later as a grown man he's dominating in women's 40 to 49 it's baloney barbara thank you thank you for calling uh let's go to let's see david in north carolina hi david what's on your mind
4: hey um I've got a 27-year-old daughter who ran track in high school. And I talk to her now, and she's an engineer, number one in her class <laughs> at a you know high-end university in North Carolina. And when I talk to her about it, she goes, we have to give them a chance.
1: You know, I it's, don't know what to do
4: about
1: that. I I think she has to come to it naturally. She has to read more and be exposed to the unfairness more. You know, young people tend to be more left, and I think they sort of find themselves more in the middle as they get older. But um, it's probably no accident she's not running anymore, and she feels this way. Like the the ones who are actually having to compete are in a much diff much more difficult position and you know you see person after person come out starred athletes to say this is unfair you know martina and others she's got to listen because it's it's my daughter right it's abby's daughters here who are going to have to deal with this with all due respect not your daughter and so hopefully she can listen to some other sourcing and inform the opinion that way but thank you for sharing that story with us and thank you for calling in and listening And thank you all for sharing today's program and all the programs with us. We really appreciate you choosing us for your news and your news commentary. Um, I can tell you're out there and I feel your support and I hope you feel it for me too. I want to tell you that tomorrow we have Dan Bongino here for his first appearance on the show. So much to get to with him. Looking forward to talking with him and seeing you guys all then. Thanks for listening to The Megyn Kelly Show. No BS, no agenda, and no fear.